Welcome to No Load Time, episode 16. My name is Sylvia Valles, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, guys? It's so good to be back with you again here on the No Load Time podcast. I'm excited about this episode, Obed. Me too, Joel. We have we have a, a lot to cover. Uh, a lot happened uh, over the weekend. Gamescom happened, and then we have a ton of DC news, some comic book news, so we're gonna we're gonna just try start right off right off, Joel. You watched Defenders over the weekend, right? Yes, I did. So um, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I I saw it over the weekend. I binged through it the you know the last from Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday, and um, you know I I kind of spaced it out in that way, and I was able to really digest it, even though it was binging through a weekend. Um, I I have not listened to any other people's reviews intentionally because I just wanted to enjoy it for myself, and I really loved the, the the series. I think all around what they've done with each of the characters, um, whether you liked you know some of the the original origin story seasons for people like Iron Fist or Luke Cage or Jessica Jones, whether you liked it or didn't like it, um, I think you can still watch Defenders and have. Uh, the experience that you were hoping for, um, regardless of feelings about characters before, I I, I know some I know someone who uh, had a feeling about a specific character in Luke Cage that um, after they watched it, uh, they mentioned to me, yeah, like I didn't mind this character at all in in, in Defenders. I think um, you know it is I believe if I'm not mistaken, it is the showrunners from uh, Daredevil. Um, so there's a very Daredevil esque feel to it um you know and that that's fine uh i think actually it's more enjoyable that way and even though it has that feel daredevil is not the star of the show without getting into too much detail <clears throat> iron fist is the character that everything revolves around um the the entire story uh the the MacGuffins, everything connected it's all surrounding iron fist I would go as far as to say that uh, the only two shows that you had to have seen, I pers- out of my personal opinion, uh, t- to enjoy Defenders at a serious level would be Daredevil Season 1 and 2 and Iron Fist. Those are the two things I think that you, you had to see. You didn't okay. have to watch Jessica Jones. You didn't have to watch Luke Cage. Um you watch those things, you understand who those characters are because they do not. There is no introductory; it just jumps right in. You know where each of these characters are at from where they last left. So yes, you will. I, it, it's best really to have watched everything. They set it up in a way that you really should have watched everything else. But if you didn't, the stuff that you had to see, I believe, uh, is Iron Fist and uh, and Daredevil, and that just has to do with again just the mythology, particularly of Iron Fist. Uh, you know his. Especially when you when you're from the beginning all the way to the end, there's just so many little stuff. I was like, man, like if you didn't watch Iron Fist, you you would not understand the gravitas uh, of you know the Kunlun and these these places that um, that really mean a lot to Iron Fist. You, the biggest thing though, I think to understand is also the hand um, because the hand is now. I would, it's hard not to, to go into because I really want to hark to certain scenes, but um, the hand is really revealed the way it was in the comics, and that made me really happy. Um, you know, there's a lot of twists and things that you don't see happening, particularly in the last three episodes. Um, right, right, right off the bat, you're like, okay, I thought I was going to go in this direction, and okay, it went, went a little differently, um, and that's a good thing. 
you know, there's some things that they do in the show that made me disappointed in the sense that, uh, you know, it's it's a little unrealistic or un... Um, when I say realistic, obviously it's superheroes. Nothing's realistic. But I just mean in the sense. <laughs> I just mean in the sense of like, when you understand the powers or the the mythology of some of these characters, and then you find out like, you know, without going to like Jessica Jones is like knocked out on the ground, or you know, like Luke Cage is knocked out. You're like by a character with no powers. You're you're kind of like, eh, not really believable, right? Like, so there's some stuff there that's a little. Well, maybe a little fan service but not fan service if you understand what I mean. Like, people who understand the comics books or understand these characters would go, no, nah, it's not going to happen, where people who just watch the shows would be like, they, they might just dig it and go along. Didn't take me out of it, but it was just some disappointing stuff. But a lot of positives, not really many negatives. So, you know, that that's my roundup, I guess you'd say, of, of Defenders. Okay, interesting. I, I did hear that it was very... Iron Fist heavy, so I'll I'll make sure to watch Iron Fist before I check it out. So it's on my to do list. I'll I'll do that uh, before I jump in. But I did I did hear that that it was pretty good. A lot of people enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people complaining about some of the fighting choreography with Iron Fist, which I heard from the series as well. Um, but I'm interested to see it. I'll check it out uh, now. Now that I know that I need to check out Iron Fist, I'll probably try to check that out first and then and then jump into defenders perfect perfect yeah, I'll, I'll do that i i mean there's really for me no reason to really watch luke cage i got enough of luke cage from jessica jones um so i'll probably just skip right the right to iron fist and then check out defenders yeah that that's perfectly fine because really with luke cage um it's really just exactly that just Luke Cage story and yes there's some obviously there's there's stuff where each of them leave off Mariah Cottonmouth Diamondback these different things that they that they reference and whatnot um but I think the real purpose of Iron Fist was just to introduce like you know how did this guy even get these powers where like a chainsaw can't cut him in half you know they they, they show it um <laughs> but but the, but Iron Fist is about a larger mythology it is a business show more than it is a superhero show which is i think what people didn't like about it mm -hmm. um and yes the fighting wasn't that good and the fighting wasn't that great in defenders either for him but it was better in my opinion than the first iron fist and that's okay. because i don't know if you've heard this but when they shot the first season of iron fist he only had like a couple weeks like of practice beforehand of training of training where right yeah. now he just announced he's he's starting um practicing from now training from now and they're five months away from when they're shooting the next season so it's going to be much more improved i think going forward okay that's that's good to hear then yeah all right yeah. oh did you did you catch the uh the punisher trailer at all for because i, I um, didn't get to see that i didn't and i i saw i saw a screenshot of it i saw a picture but i did not see it yeah, it's really good. For those of you out okay. there, if you, ha if you haven't watched Defenders, it's okay. You can go ahead and watch. There's there's nothing to, to wait to watch Defenders and then watch the trailer. You can watch the trailer. Um, I waited purposely just to watch the show and then see the trailer just in case. Because you know me, I'm a purist. But uh, it, it's fine. You can watch the trailer from now. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for Punisher in November or early December. Have been announced yet? Yeah, I think it's early December. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that too because uh, he was the highlight of uh, Daredevil season two for me. It was phenomenal. It was like every, every every time he was in, his scenes were great. His dialogue was great. E everything about it was was perfect. So I'm really excited for this one. Absolutely, absolutely. But Obed, 
I know we got some crazy, a uh, lot of news going on here in the world of gaming because we got Gamescom. So you want to give us some of the rundown here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna definitely go go through the, all that. Um, for let, let's do let's do a positive news first, and then we'll jump into our what's becoming our weekly section now. Microsoft, uh, what are you doing? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so. Uh, the uh, the Xbox One X finally went on uh, out on pre-order with a catch. Um, so the Xbox One X went out on pre-order. What went out for people to pre-order was a, a limited edition Project Scorpio version of the Xbox One X, uh, which features, you know, uh, Project Scorpio branding on the console and the controller. It looks real nice, green on the on the lettering, um, it does has a different texture on the top of the console, so it has like a gradient on it, and it looks real nice. Again, seriously, the design of the console and the hardware, top notch, phenomenal. I have absolutely zero gripes with this. This is, you know, to me, this is top notch. That you know, that's, that's all I need to say about that. Uh, and you know it's it's one of those things that's like you you can't cover the sun with a thumb, although the moon can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it looks real nice. Um, if uh, uh, it, it was it was up for pre-sale uh, up until this afternoon, I was able to see it at Best Buy, but it's gone. Um, and this is the only version of the console they put out for pre-order. So they're saying that it's selling pretty good. I believe it. I don't, you know, because it's, you know, it's a new console just went out for pre-order and that's fine. That's perfect. And and that's all that that we need to say about it because we've talked about the Scorpio quite a bit. Now, going into our our section, Microsoft, what are you doing? <laughs> Joe, that games con- conference was <laughs> one of the worst conferences I've ever seen. And I mean, I can even the the drunk guy, uh, Mister Mister Caffeine from Ubisoft, <laughs> and and the drunk Konami producer, and it it was ah, uh, it was not good. It was just it was lacking energy. They had absolutely nothing to make people to make people excited about uh, this fine piece of hardware. Uh, I mean. It was just such a huge disappointment, and it's funny because it was like, oh, we have a huge, huge announcement. Oh, need the new controller colors are going to be available in nine different countries. It's like <laughs> you could do that. You could do that with a tweet. You could tweet our controllers are now available in these regions, and you don't have to go and uh, on a press conference and and do these things. And they showed absolutely nothing. The only new game they showed was a Jurassic World game. It's called Jurassic World Evolution, uh, made by the guys that made Zoo Tycoon. Um, and it is coming for PS4 and PC as well. So it's not an exclusive game. They have no games, Joel. What's going on over there? Sorry, guys. We have a bit of a hiccup here again. Uh, Joe, what's uh, what's your opinion on the Xbox One X and the whole uh, situation that's going on with Microsoft? Yeah, um, so just to really kick it off first about what you were talking about uh, with the reveal of the Xbox One X Project Scorpio Edition, 
Uh, I watched the videos of you know the reveal of it and, and was looking at it, and it, it's a beautiful console. Um, I love that they gave it the name Project Scorpio for the this type of edition. I don't see why it has to be a, even an edition. I don't mind it staying on, on all, all the consoles in general just because it was a name beloved by so many fans. And it's probably easier to recognize and could even be a, a PR cover-up for the mistake of naming it Xbox One X, which could be easily confused with Xbox One S. Uh, as we've talked about before, so having the Project Scorpio edition is great. Because imagine saying a kid saying to mom, "I want uh, Xbox One X Project Scorpio." They're more than likely going to be able to say, "Hey, my kid wants the Scorpio," and they're going to say, and the people will be able to direct them to the right edition, uh, the right their type. Yeah, and I think I think this is I think that's what they did. Why they why they did this sort of branding with the with the console because. That'll stick in people's minds, and again, that Scorpio name had uh, recognition. Uh, it was well accepted in in you know the uh, the user base and the the Microsoft fans kind of embraced the Scorpio as the name of the console. So I think they did it because they they really needed that branding push, and and they needed to let people know, hey, listen, this is different from from the other Xbox One out there. Yeah, I mean, it just looks really nice. Um, the console itself, when we've talked about before, the specs, yeah. the specs are, are, are perfectly fine, and it, it's a, it looks like a great piece of hardware. Um, so all that, that beginning part there, what you were saying, I, I completely agree, because I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I give a lot of credit to even the, the marketing team over at Microsoft trying their best to really push this thing. They can only push so much because mm -hmm. of what's being given to them. And you just mentioned, you know, Gamescom, what happened. I didn't get to watch the conference, but a lot of people have told me that it was not good. So you're not the first person that I heard that from. Uh, you know, it's disappointing that it's an opportunity again to get in front of the fans and say, this is some games and this is some stuff. And, and, and uh, you know, get something especially after the news where we talked about last week where the one of the main exclusives is not going to be coming out with the official launch um so instead of getting fans just excited about forza tell them look like it's worth the wait guys because we have this and this and this coming up and unfortunately they just haven't been able to do that so they, they're delivering on a quality console but they're not delivering on the games again and that's a that's something that hopefully can change in the very near future i hope they keep hearing this feedback just as they if you listen to the actual video i know you had said this to me the video that microsoft put out about scorpio and it's the funniest thing because the last line they played i guess was from one of their their conferences uh was simply saying uh this is the culmination of everything that you guys, all the feedback you guys have given us, or something along those lines. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, the console's good, but you still haven't got it yet on the games. But I'm hoping they will get it and they will hear the feedback. Yeah, my, um, and, and again, I don't want to, I don't, we're not, we're not cashing the checks from Sony. Uh, it, But again, I think the way they're doing the, the marketing for, the Xbox One X, it seems to me like this is probably going to be Microsoft's last console. Uh, I hope not. I hope they, you know, continue to be in the market and they try to build, you know, uh, they, they, they try to compete, basically, because, again, competition pushes innovation. 
I'm a, I'm a big believer of that, and I'm, I'm hoping that they, they do come out with a new console. Uh, the problem is, Joel, that their, their push to, for Windows 10 is, is really, really big. And Microsoft is focusing on pushing Windows 10 as hard as they can in, 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 in Xbox. Since the Xbox One was revealed, basically, uh, not, not when it was revealed, but, you know, say two years, right when Phil Spencer uh, became the head of Xbox, you can tell that Microsoft is not caring about Xbox that much because that first couple of years were so rough. You know, that first year and a half was so rough that, um, you know, you'd have to assume that higher-ups and, uh, and, and and whatnot are looking into, you know, why why are we having this? Why don't we just get rid of it and concentrate on Windows 10? And that's why they had that Xbox Everywhere initiative where you can have all your Xbox games on Windows. So, technically, Microsoft or the Xbox itself doesn't have any, uh, any more... 100% exclusive games. Everything that comes out on the console will be playable playable on Windows. Um, you have people, you know, every day more and more people build their own gaming PCs, and uh, you know, people are interested in other things. And games diversity is a big thing, and and people are finding a, a you know huge game game diversity in Sony's platforms or on Steam, and Microsoft again they just you know, they just want to concentrate on the dude bros. They want to concentrate on the shooters and the racing games, but and their sports games and even the sports games have dwindled quite a bit because I, do you remember Joel when uh, you probably you you were probably too young, but uh, when the Xbox 360 uh, was gonna come out, one the big the big one of the biggest things that they pushed was Madden. It's like, oh, Madden's going to look amazing, and Madden this, Madden that. And that was all throughout 360 uh, and, and PS3. Now that uh, as soon as the new generation of consoles came out back in 2013, we saw that the space of sports games that Madden was occupying is now occupied by NBA 2K. And, you know, again, we go back, as like you need diversity of games, and Microsoft, for some reason... Are, are not pushing for it. They they came out with, uh, like, in uh, uh, during E3, uh, Phil Spencer was saying, oh, I went to Japan and I grabbed this game and it's an awesome game. And it was the Dragon Ball Fighters. And uh, no, you didn't grab it. I mean, you had a meeting with Namco and Namco said, yeah, we'll put it on your console. Uh, that's it. You know, yep. he didn't he didn't make it happen. You know, he didn't make it. He didn't do anything. Namco was already a partner. Uh, and a third-party partner for, you know, Microsoft. So he didn't do anything. The game's going to come out for everything anyway. It's going to come out for, for PS4 and PC as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know, Joel. Um, again, I'm hoping that they do well. I'm hoping... I know that the Xbox One X, at least for this year, is going to do okay. After that, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think this thing has, uh, you know... A lot of you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow, life in it. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap! I, I lost. I, I'm I'm out of loss for words. Seriously, <laughs> Xbox, like, you done it. You did oh, it, guys. Obed's lost for words. I'm I'm broken. I'm a broken man. 
<laughs> you did it, uh, Microsoft. Are you happy? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think this thing is gonna have much life, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And this is just like the PS4 Pro. The PS4 Pro has zero advertising, and and they do okay. Uh, Microsoft has pushed, is putting a ton of money on marketing on this thing, and uh, this thing's gonna be all over NBA and NFL uh, when the seasons start. Um, and I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't think that, that the investment is going to pay off, unfortunately. Uh, again, I'm hoping that Microsoft come up with a new you know, plan of action after this. But I, it's at this point, we'll see. I know. It's, it really does feel like a wait and see. As I, as I watch the video, it's like, this is a beautiful console. The marketing on it is really cool. Like It has the power to do this and you know, so on and so forth. But... Um, I don't know how that's going to translate to the customer. Is the customer going to look and say, I love Xbox. This is the greatest and coolest new thing that just came out. It's the latest console that hit, hit the market. I have to have it. Or are they going to look at it and say, like, oh, but my friends play this game and this doesn't have it or doesn't really have games that interest me. I, I don't know how most customers, and I know it's going to be different on a case-by-case basis, so we'll have to see how it translates. It's a very... Uh, wait and see kind of thing is too soon to tell but it doesn't yeah. look good from an early prediction standpoint i'm not not look expecting anything huge for the launch yeah i mean uh, i if they if they put a, a dent on on playstation's hold and it, it probably won't even dent it uh I, I guess we'll see uh but let's move along to happier news joe so I'm getting, I'm getting too passionate about this thing. <laughs> so that's the kind of episode it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wait, wait until you when I I can't wait until it's your turn, Joel. Oh yeah, it's coming, guys. <laughs> it's it's coming. Uh, Joel, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z confirmed for uh, February 2018 released. Um, they announced Android 16, Android 18, Piccolo, and Krillin. And um, they they confirm a couple of new game modes. Uh, it'll it'll have a six player party mode, uh, like a three versus three six player. They released a bunch of videos, bunch of combo videos. They released a trailer for PS4, which is essentially the same thing as the uh, you know uh, the the uh, videos that we've seen in the past. I'm super excited for this game, Joel. Uh, they really they uh, um, announced the uh, collector's editions, one hundred and thirty nine dollars, and it comes with a, a statue of Goku, Steelbook, uh, some DLC, and uh, uh, some collectible cards too. It looks real nice. Uh, one thirty nine for the collectors is too much. I, I usually don't go over a hundred for those, but uh, if you have the money, sure go for it. Um, I still haven't pre-ordered it, but pretty soon. Once, uh, once we get what's the pre-order bonuses. Oh, yeah, they did announce that pre-order bonuses is gonna be uh, Blue Goku and Vegeta. So that's that with Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I'm super excited. I was gonna pre-order Marvel this week. Oh, really? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I man, I had it in my cart on my Best Buy wow. account. I had it on the cart. And I was like, wait, I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna wait for Dragon Ball. And uh, wow. and I think that's what I think that's what I'm gonna do. I think I'm just gonna wait for this game. Uh, in the meantime, I'll have some more stuff to play, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, so, I I yeah. Uh, I, ch- I watched the gameplay video uh, for it that came out for Gamescom. There's a couple of them they put out. 
Um, looks solid. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fighting game kind of guy. I know that's more your uh, cup of tea, but, you know, I, I, I watch it and just, you know, looking at it, you can tell it's a solid game. Um, I know a lot, a lot of word of mouth has been positive about it from early um, reactions to it, so I expect a solid launch for it, and I'm excited to hear if, if you're waiting to pick it up, and if you know, you, I'm sure you will end up picking it up since you're more of a fighting guy. I want to see, um, I want to see your your reaction to it and what your review to it is when you actually have your hands on it. Yeah, I'm really excited for it, and they just need to add a, call, a few more characters. We're almost there. I think the ro- I think the roster is almost complete, and I'm waiting for a few surprises. So. I'm excited for that. Uh, but all talking about um, also some competitive fighting or competitive games, uh, the City of Final Fantasy NT finally got a release date, January 30th, 2018. Uh, they revealed the Ultimate Collector's Editions, $190. That was a really nice package, too. Comes with the uh, uh, statue of the Warrior of Light, the soundtrack, uh, an actual art uh, hardcover art book. Uh, looks really good. They also announced that if you pre-order the regular version, you'll get like an auto upgrade. Um, so you'll get a steelbook uh, and you'll get a piece of DLC. So what does Obed does when uh, when this happens? Pre-order. So I pre-ordered it uh, right right when the uh, the Brawler edition came out. So uh, so that's on the that's on the on the bank now. And, uh, Joe, I also got my code for the beta. So the beta starts tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and I, I got my code yesterday. I can't download it yet because it's not available for download. It's going to be available for download between tomorrow and September 1st. And that's when the beta starts and it'll, it'll run for a week. So I'll check it out over the weekend and I'll let you guys how it is next week. Nice, and then we'll have your we'll have your review in the next episode for that. That that's great. I looked at well, this too, and I love the the collector's edition, man. I love the 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 book uh, art. It's beautiful. Uh, the statue is nice. I think the song is only like five songs or something on the CD or something like it's that. Like a, it's a uh, it's fifteen actually. Oh, okay. I must have read that wrong. Um, yeah. So I mean, it looks looks nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I was because I was gonna uh, pre-order it right right away when uh, when it got announced, but Best Buy didn't have uh, the Brawler edition posted. So as soon as they posted it, I pre-ordered. Um, Smart man. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't play around with Final Fantasy. I pre-ordered it right away. It's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I remember me. that with the the last Final Fantasy, you were like Joel, I pre-ordered it. I was like, oh, there yeah. he goes. Hey, yeah. hey I like it. <laughs> Uh, and I, I did also pre-order. I did that today. I pre-ordered Battlefront too, um, and I got a I got a code for the beta right away. Oh, nice! Yeah. So I pre-ordered with Best Buy, and like five minutes after I pre-ordered, I get an email with the beta code. Oh, so, nice! Yeah. So and that one I already punched into PSN, and it's already, uh, um, it's already processed. I'm just waiting for them to release whatever their download is for the beta and I'll check it out. So as soon as I find, you know, find out when that is, I'll play it and I'll let you guys know. Oh man. So excited, man. It feels like just yesterday at Star Wars Celebration, I was watching the reveal for it and I can't wait to get my own hands on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks, it looks, it looks great. Um, uh, that, that Gamescom footage that they, re- they revealed with the, um, 
the the space battles. Uh, I I can't wait for that game. Uh, I'm not a big you know microtransaction kind of guy, so I'm probably not gonna do any of that. But uh, just to be able to you know experience the game and and play Battlefront again. I haven't played Battlefront in a while, but just going to it again. I'm excited. I'm I'm super hyped for that. It has actual story mode. Yeah, it has a it has a single playing ca- campaign, which was uh, the the only thing that was lacking on the first one. Uh, everything else was like the gameplay was excellent. The maps were great. Everything was good uh, on the first one. It's just that it was missing that that very important piece. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, there was a teaser during um, uh, Gamescom that that Sony was. A lot of people were saying, I was like, oh, Sony's going to release a new version of the Pro, or they're going to tease the PS5, or there was a, a teaser going around with uh, um, um, it, uh, a table with a covered, uh, uh, it was a console that was covered in, uh, in, in like a red cloth, and uh, so they were teasing something. So what it was is a, a limited edition Gran Turismo Sport PS4 that's coming to Europe. And uh, it looks real nice. It has a silver top with a silver controller with the Gran Turismo Sport uh, logos on it. Uh, it looks really, really neat. Uh, Europe gets some some good special editions every once in a while. Like they got that Metal Gear Solid Five um, limited edition that I really wanted. Uh, that didn't come to the U.S., um, but Europe got it, got it. And it looks like this is gonna be another Europe exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was. Hoping for something, you know, really crazy. Um, not a, necessarily a PS5, actually. I was just hoping that, hey, maybe they'll release a PS4 Pro with, you know, a, a UHD 4K you know, native uh, Blu-ray player. Yeah. Um, you know, I was hoping for something like that. But, but, hey, I'm happy with what they released. I mean, you know, if you're new to getting a PS4, pick this one up. It looks cool. Uh, Gran Turismo are just some of the best uh, racing games out there, um, and it's it's a it looks like a, a really nice looking console to show off when when people say what what's your PS4? Uh, I got a nice limited edition one. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't bundle the Pro. Um, apparently, the Pro the Gran Turismo Sport on the Pro was really really good. Uh, like it's it's a rock solid 60 frames per second. It runs at 1440p, upscale to 4K. Um, it, the the uh, the regular version of it on the on the PS4 it looks like the frame rate's rock solid, and it runs at 1080p, so it still looks phenomenal. But I'm 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 kind of it's curious that they they haven't really released any bundles on the Pro yet. I'm not sure what they're waiting for. Uh, I'm I, I'm thinking as, as as the closer we get to November 17th, whenever whenever the or November 5th, whenever the uh, uh, Xbox is coming out. Um, I think I think the closer we get to that date, um, the more possibilities that uh, Sony is gonna come out with a uh, pro bundle uh, because they, they they really should do a pro bundle for Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you have a PS4 Pro bundle for Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. You know, I know that this console now, PS4 Pro, was, you know, announced a while now. So why not go ahead and start giving us some special deals, some special bundles, and get people who are already have a PS4, let them upgrade to the Pro, 
and it's that's the closest rival they have to uh, what Xbox is doing. So if they want to market against, then it'd be like, hey, we've got a 4K capable. Uh, you know, even though yes, we know the limitations on the Pro compared to the Xbox One X. Uh, you know, still that they can market it that way and give us a bundle and 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 see what PlayStation can do and get some more people to join on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, the the last piece of news that I want to talk about, Joel, real quick, and uh, there's some Final Fantasy 15 news. Um, there's a uh, Final Fantasy 15 got announced for PC coming in uh, next early next year. Uh, this one's causing some commotion. Because the install for the game is 170 gigs. Whoa! <laughs> it's it's brutal. It's it's gonna have native 4K assets, um, and uh, and it it'll include all the DLC. I think that my install right now on PS4 is around 83 gigs. And that's so, like how many games you have? That's well, that's the install with Final Fantasy 15 alone. Okay. Yeah. And well, and with the DLC that's come out, so I got the um, the Prompto DLC, the Gladius DLC, and uh, and the just the, the updates that they've done, you know, patching and updates and whatnot. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's brutal, uh, but it'll it'll support native 4K, 60 frames. Uh, this is like if you're if you have a beast PC that'll run it at that resolution. I envy you because I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could experience the, this game at that that type of you know quality. Um, the other news that are actually pretty uh, kind of funny is they they announced a Final Fantasy fifteen Pocket Edition coming out for iOS and Android, and it is basically Final Fantasy fifteen with cutesy characters. So it looks like the art style that they used that Square Enix used for. Worlds of Final Fantasy for the Vita and uh, PS4 kind of looks like that. Um, it looks really interesting. I'm interested to see how how this is gonna do and if it's gonna be the full game and how how this run. Yeah, it looks like it's supposed to be the full game. I know that they said it's only gonna be like ten um, ten episodes. I guess is the way the first one's gonna be free. But I mean, you watch the trailer for it and it's. Like literally the exact same as Final yeah. Fantasy 15. So it's like has the voice acting and everything. Same it's voice weird acting. Everything. It's just in these cutesy little character designs. Um, but it's the same exact exact screen screen looks. Everything the exact same. So I don't know. Yeah. What one thing's for sure, Gladio sure looks freaking weird, man. Yes. Wording me out with those tiny legs and those big arms. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we have a thing for these big guys sometimes, yeah. It, it, it looks it ridiculous. Looks ridiculous. Oh, my God. And uh, the last piece of news that I have for this week, Joe, that just annou- was just announced today, that Final Fantasy fifteen is going to have an Assassin's Creed DLC. Are you excited? Yes, 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 yes. Can I say it even more? I know you're, how you feel about this, Obed. I can only imagine. But I looked yeah. at the pictures they put out there. It, it, it's great. I mean, it's, it's something I would actually pay just to pick up, just to make them look like assassins. Well, check it out, Joel. Um, it's, it, there's a video of it, and it looks really cool, and it's free. No. Yeah, it's gonna be free from uh from August thirty first up until I think January tenth. 
Oh yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be can, I'll be doing that. Yeah, you can you can do like the assassins missions and all that during that period of time. So it's like a timed event, basically. Okay. Um, but uh, if you if you finish your um, uh, your objectives, then I'm assuming you can keep your costumes and use them on the regular game. Oh man, I mean, just yeah. think about it. Final Fantasy meets Assassin's Creed. Puts a yeah, smile look, on Joel's face. It, it looks it looks really cool, and uh, and the 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 trailer the trailer they go and uh, and says like oh but you don't you don't need to use the king's power you can use the assassin's power oh it's so cool uh, <laughs> it's so cool and uh, and it looks like it has you know it has some story to it so it's just not uh, when they did the uh, the uh, Mughal Chocobo festival. It was weird because there was no story. You just go in and you just do these mini games and you win stuff. And it was fun and it was cute and all that. Um, but this one looks like it has a story to it. And that's really interesting. So they, they really put the effort on getting you know more voice acting. Getting new modes. Getting new stuff. New weapons. Uh, of course the new costumes. So I'm excited for this thing too. This comes out like I said uh, August 31st. It's gonna run up until January tenth, and um, uh, yeah, it's free. So, it's, what can be better than free, man? It's great. I I know. I man, you got me so hyped there. You know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, and then uh, that that's what I got, man. Uh, other than that, no no major updates uh, from my from my gaming. Uh, but uh, I know that, that you have a lot to talk about this week as well, so go ahead, man, take it. All right, guys. So those of you that follow No Load Time on social media, which you should, by the way, there's a great plug <laughs> for that, uh, at No Load Time, check us out. So I put out a tweet on the No Load Time Twitter today, uh, you know, just saying I knew we were going to record later, and, and I said, uh, you know, I cannot wait to talk about the DCEU and Warner's on the next episode of No Low Time. And I put up the uh, gif of uh, Joker from The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Um, and and you know, that's what he's saying. Do I look like a guy with a guy with plans? And uh, that's exactly how I feel about the DCEU right now. This is going to become very similar to how Obed has said. What is going on with Microsoft? I'm going to ask the question today. What is going on with, the, with DC and Warner Brothers? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Joe, so what's uh this is this is the nineties all over again. What's all going over on? Again. Unless you're Marvel right now, you're just going, We're okay. But honestly guys, I, I I'm just gonna start with the timeline and then we're gonna get into analysis here between Obit and I. But I just wanna kinda give you for those of you who are not familiar with what's going on, or you are, but maybe you're a little mixed up or confused, it is a very confusing time for us. Uh, so basically what happened early this week is that a report came out that that Warner Brothers was looking to make a Joker or origin story film. Uh, and so you think, okay, that's weird. Um, you know, there's a lot, lot of thoughts there. But not only that, they said Martin Scorsese is going to be involved in, with the making of the film. And on top of that, they were not going to be using Jared Leto as a Joker. They were looking for a younger actor to portray him to uh. create the entire story of the Joker. Um, 
that's a whole we'll get into that i just want to continue the timeline um so so then after that and in the 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 bottom part of that kind of report then was also the information about hey jared leto's not out of this entirely so there's there's still getting a different actor to play joker younger in origin story and kind of spin off its own storyline with with joker there but in the dceu which is the dc entertainment universe a dc cinematic entertainment universe so they have continuing plans for jared leto's joker uh essentially the reports that came out is that jared leto is confirmed to be in suicide squad 2 uh jared leto is confirmed to be in the gotham city sirens film which is kind of like the female villains uh, or anti-heroes of batman's universe kind of thing at dc right and then Jared Leto is also supposed to be in talks to be in a film that they are creating with uh, uh, Harley Quinn and Joker. Just a film about them two together by the uh, creators of uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Wow. Okay. Okay, so we have all that news come out. (laughs) Then, that's a lot right there for the DC fans to, to go pick up arms over and fight each other and fight the creators and whatnot. Then, guys, it didn't stop there. We also got information about the Batman movie. So, reports started to come out saying that the Batman movie is not going to be a part of the DC Cinematic Universe. It's a separate Batman movie. They were looking to get a new and separate Batman actor. The Ben Affleck was no longer going to be playing Batman in the Batman movie, uh, leaving in question if after Justice League that'd be his last portrayal as Batman, or because he is contracted to do just one more project. So they thought that the Batman would is his last contract, and he they're saying he wouldn't be in that. Um, and then um, yeah, this would be entirely standalone, nothing to do connected to the DC Cinematic Universe. This is its own thing. Um, so after that news started to come out and people started to go crazy, what are you talking about? Matt Reeves, the director of the Batman, has to go out on Twitter. He go- goes through a thread of tweets without going into reading all of them. To be clear, he simply says that, uh, you know, what is all the commotion about? The Batman is absolutely a part of the, the DC Cinematic Universe. When he said standalone, he really just meant that the film is going to be about Batman and Batman in his entirety, and it's not going to be filled with these cameos from other characters from the universe. It's just going to be Batman-focused and honed in in his own story. But did not comment anything in regards to Ben Affleck playing Batman in his movie. Didn't say anything about that. Only said about that the Batman movie is a part of the DC Cinematic Universe. Obed, what is going on with DC? Oh my God! All right, Uh, yeah, especially Warner Brothers because this is it. This is Warner Brother problem. It's not. It's not so much of a DC problem. This is Warner doing being Warner. This is this is absolute ridiculous. You know, being ridiculous like they were in the nineties and even the two (laughs) thousands. You know when uh, I'm when when did. when uh when when did the first uh uh dark knight movie came out uh, batman begins it was like oh five maybe 
for uh sorry for cut, you cut off show, there for that? a second when did oh um sorry joe when when did when did batman begins came out was it 2005 yeah batman begins was uh 2005 or not 2004 Okay, so they've already kind of established that, but then at the same time, DC was started doing movies like they did Jonah Hex and some other movies that did not Green do Lantern. very well. Green Lantern and it, yeah, they they didn't do you know, uh, man, I totally forgot about Green Lantern. I remember Jonah Hex. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah, it, it's, it's there's a lot stupid. of stuff. Remember, that's Green stupid. Lantern had one of the budgets of like a Transformers movie. I mean, yeah, these big. It was big. They were trying to do a lot of different stuff. This sounds like again they're getting they're 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 getting a little fidgety, getting a little twitchy, like as I like to say. The hands are getting a little twitchy. Now they're like, oh, what we gotta do? Uh, things are working after Wonder Woman. What do we do? Uh, let's change the plan. I don't understand yeah. what's going on over there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know uh, what they're doing. They're doing a uh, they're doing a, a, a Batman kind of like when when Schumacher was directing Batman back in the nineties, and and it's gonna be a debacle, and it's gonna be awful, and. I'm sorry for the fans, and I forgot to mention this for uh, uh, during my Xbox rant, but, you know, Xbox fans was like, oh no, uh, we'll get you guys at E3, and then E3 came and went, oh no, we'll get you guys at Gamescom, Gamescom came and went, now they're, oh, we'll get you guys at Tokyo Game Show, which do doesn't make any sense, and it's the same thing with DC, I was like, oh no, wait until this movie comes out, wait until this movie comes out, wait until this movie comes out, and, uh, and at the end of the day, Marvel keeps putting out phenomenal, well-written you know, and directed stuff. And again, it goes to people People mock Disney and people make fun of Disney, but Disney has a zeal over their properties, and they would rather not do anything that see their properties, you know, go in the direction that DC is going with with their movies. Absolutely. Um, and... And they've proved it, so I I really don't know, Joel. I I am I'm tired of this crap. I want to I want to dive into this by each of those those things, particularly the Joker stuff and then the Batman stuff for a second. Um, the the Joker stuff right away when they said they're doing when I heard the reports of them doing an origin story movie, I was like, why? We didn't ask for this. No, we, no one no, no one, one wanted one this. Cares. No one cares. I know there's a few kids out there who are. And I'm, I'm, I'm no generalizing one, no one, kids that that no were. No one cares. No one cares. I mean, yeah, there's there's, no a few, cares. there's a few people who are like, oh, Jared Leto, this or that, but no one was like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing, captivating. I think it was just more of a Jared Leto, we like him as a singer thing, than it is as him as an actor. I'm just being quite frank with you. Probably, um, yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying he's a terrible actor or something like that. He just didn't do it for me as Joker. Uh, that's just that's just it. Um, you know, people were complaining he didn't get enough screen time. I didn't care about even the screen time he did have. What he did in Suicide Squad. Uh, so they started saying the announcement, but then they said, okay, we're not gonna have Jared Leto's Joker. We're gonna have younger Joker because we're doing an origin. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. You guys obviously don't understand the source material. Because if you understood the source material, you understand that what makes Joker so cool, especially in the modern age, 
is that there's a mystery and shroud behind him. Yes, there are multiple yeah. different editions saying that, hey, he originated as uh, this comedian, this failed comedian, stand-up comedian, or he originated as this other, you know, uh, this other person, uh, you know, who who was mad about this, and then this happened, and a family person, and, you know, the killing joke storyline. And, uh, you know, Detective Comics uh, 168, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. You know, there's a lot of different um, origin story stuff that's gone around. But I the think Red Hood the, and all that, yeah. The Red Hood, all that kind of stuff, right? So, like, that kind of stuff is – it's cool, but um, – yeah, like I just don't, I don't, I'm not feeling this. I'm not happy. And what makes me the most, I think, concerned about something like this, it's not even just the fact that it's not connected because that causes a lot of questions. Well, he's he's a Batman villain, but he's not fighting Batman. But Batman's over here, and that's just confusing already. But really, just the fact of an origin story, people take in, in pop culture today, people take an origin story as gospel. So if they watch an Iron yeah. Man movie or one of these other movies, whatever the yeah. origin story or something is, people think that's like that is their story because people don't read comics like they used to, uh, yeah. and I get that. So if there's an origin story given to Joker from Warner Brothers, people are gonna say that's how the Joker came about. And they're gonna tell everybody else this is the storyline, and it's gonna yeah. make a lot of people really upset because. It's. I could imagine if, if it's done really wild and crazy, which is probably what Warner Brothers would do because they just want to do it just for the sake of doing it, yep. it could be a real disaster, and it's very scary. There's a lot of nightmare scenarios of what could go wrong. Um, you know, I, it just it really, really, really concerns me. Um, you know, I, I think what they don't understand is the reason why the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight Batman, um, sorry, Joker works so well is because he was mysterious. Uh, was, yeah, you didn't know anything about him. He was had no name. Yeah, you didn't know where he came from. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what made him so amazing, and that's what he needs to stay as as this character that has a he has a little bit of a of um a legend behind him people have heard stuff about him but no one really knows who this guy is we just know he's a bad guy sometimes we just need just bad guys we don't need to have this i need to understand him and i think that's what marvel has actually done so well with in their movies they get a lot of a lot of slack for their villains but i'm like with all due respect the movies are about the heroes not about the villains and i think that's why it does so well where dc has kind of gone the opposite where a lot of their movies they try and boost up the villain and you know the superhero is he's okay you know um you know i don't i don't like that because there's, there's a lot of power to these superheroes and there's nothing against having awesome villains i'm not coming against that but uh yeah i mean i man i can rant on that for, for a long time yeah uh but i want to then move into the batman stuff then there because then you have uh you know we were concerned about that now being a standalone thing. When I heard that report, I didn't really buy it to begin with. It just didn't make sense. Why would Warners do that? I sounded like a director was confused kind of statement. It didn't sound like a real solid thing. And I think the project itself is kind of confusing because of what's going on with Ben Affleck drama. There's been a lot of reports from a long time ago. Remember, we're talking about Ben Affleck as the same person who says, I'm directing this 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 movie uh, one, uh, a week on one week on on Jimmy Kimmel, and then yeah. the next week it's announced that he's dropped out for directing it. 
Um, this is the same guy who stands in front of a crowd at comic at Comic Con and says, "You know, I would be an ape for Matt Reeves if he wanted me to be on all crawling on all fours." And now we're hearing these different reports. I I'm not saying he's not going to play Batman. I, I'm actually I, I think that there's still actually possibility. I'm not trying to give false hope, but I I'm not putting a whole lot of bets on it. I give it a 50-50 right now. I think that Warner's just trying to figure out what their plans are, <laughs> if they have any. Oh um, but I'm, it's a 50-50. It's a, toy, it's a coin flip. You know, it, it's not set in stone. These are just reports coming out. But I have to believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And so there's yeah. some smoke coming out here, and I know there's a bigger fire that, that's going to be out there. Yeah, my, my biggest concern with this, Joe, is that um, they are once again – Killing and crashing the franchise like they did with Batman and you know Batman and Robin back in the nineties, because the moment you start confusing the casual fan base, it's the moment you start you're gonna start losing money. So if you're gonna do DC movies with same characters that are in different movies but they are not related, I mean the hardcore audience is gonna get it. That's fine. But the hardcore audience does not pay the bills. Absolutely. And and once you start confusing, you know, the casuals and the casuals are, are like, oh, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, I didn't understand what's going on and why this is this way and why this is that way in this other movie. They're not going to go to your movie and you're, you're not going to lose money and you're going to just not going to make any more movies. And I, I think that. Uh, now that with the rumors that the the initial cut for um, Justice League was like unwatchable and, and Whedon was actually brought in to save the movie and Zack Snyder was sort of kind of fired from the project and uh, I don't know I it, it's too much they <clears throat> they really need and I know that this is you know this is not world peace and rocket science or anything this is not you know. But, you know, at the same time, this is something that, that we care about and we feel very passionate about. But uh, they, man, I, I really don't know. I, I Again, I, I lost for words the episode. <laughs> we are really passionate about this, guys. And I think you guys, I think a lot of you out there are, too. I'm sure a lot of you that are listening to this are really passionate because... Um, I'm not. I, I'm a huge hopeful. I'm. I'm, I'm someone who wants yeah, DC to do well. I'm not rooting against it. I'm not this elitist like Marvel is here and they're just no. Like I want this. I understand that there, there would not be a Marvel that is today if it wasn't for a DC that was. I understand yep. what the history is of where these guys came from. With all that being said, that's not good enough for today. We're looking at a, a day where connected universes are the thing. It's, it should be the thing. It's what they've done in comic books all the time. Uh, if you're going to do spinoffs, be real careful. I actually like what Fox has done with Deadpool, even though that wasn't even really a full plan. Where, even, hey, look, even, Deadpool's yeah. kind of a spinoff, and X-Men's <clears throat> doing their own thing. They're going to keep making Deadpool movies, but they're going to keep making X-Men movies. You and know, they're still connected. And they're still I mean, they're connected. still connected. Yeah. And, and actually, that's a great example, because Fox being a third party in, in this whole thing... Has been able to maintain a, a, a cinematic universe. They have, and and DC that actually owns the property and can do with the property whatever they want. 
you know, Fox is limited by their contract with Marvel, and the same thing Marvel's limited exactly with their contract from Fox, and 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 and, and they can still have you know consistency, and they have have a you know a cohesive universe on on both sides, and DC that own uh, and, and WB that owns you know these properties can't do it. Huh, I, it's it's mind blowing. It mind, makes no mind, sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, there's no way to describe it. Guys, it's really, really simple, uh, DC. If if Warner Brothers, if you're if you're listening to us right now on the No Low Time podcast, it's real simple. You have a Justice League movie coming out. You have a Wonder Woman movie that Wonder Woman movie that did fantastic. Batman vs Superman, interesting. Man of Steel movie, interesting. Continue on the path. Make yeah. adjustments based off feedback. Exactly. Don't just abandon ship and just start having throwing everything off the ship and and then some everywhere and scattering it because it makes you guys look like you're crazy and you don't know what you're doing and i know there's some smart people there at warner brothers i know you guys can do well let's let's make it happen let's make it happen we want to get behind this we will support you if you do the right thing but if you're doing the wrong stuff we're going to call you out on it yeah, and that's why that's why Marvel have been you know so successful is because they're they're consistent, like all their movies are connected, and they have consistency, consistency, consistency. I I think the only thing that's not consistent in the in the MCU is Rhodey. Yeah, and it's sure. you know because of what happened with um uh, with the original actor uh, and uh, they got replaced with uh, Don Cheadle. So that is the only that's the only inconsistent part of the uh, of the oh, MCU. And Bruce Everything. Banner, and oh, and Bruce Banner. Yeah, again because it, it yeah contractual stuff. To, it's, again, contractual stuff, and it was more of a you know producing kind of thing that was going but what, on. But what an amazing transition they did out of all of that. I, I, exactly. You know they 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 went ahead and they grabbed two actors that that were good at you know they they weren't phenomenal i mean i think don shield's a great actor um but they are consistent yeah they didn't abandon ship is the point exactly there's like they're consistent actors and they just move forward it's like oh we can all right you get replaced and that's it but i mean oh my god joel i really don't know what what's going on over there and it's it's like is it is it you know monkeys on typewriters kind of situation (laughs) and I really don't know what's happening. Is that is that guy that guy back? Remember, do you ever watch that video with uh, Kevin Smith talking about when he pitched Superman, and there was this producer guy that uh, yeah, the Death of Superman Lives. No, no, it was something else. It was a, it was a Superman movie that uh, Kevin Smith pitched to WB, and they pair him up with this producer that had these crazy ideas about a giant spider. And yeah. and yeah, that's, yeah, that's and, the death of Superman lives. Yeah, that, and the death the, the, the Superman lives or Superman returns, and that was a Nick Cage movie, right? No, no, no. That's that's another movie. But this still, is a movie. This is a movie that 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 Kevin Smith pitched uh, to WB. Okay. And he wrote it, and he was to direct it, and uh, and but they pair him up. They paired him up with this producer. Look look up the video on YouTube. It's phenomenal. It's like a half hour long video. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it is really, really good. And he's talking about how this producer has this 
insane ideas about Superman. It was like, wait, Superman doesn't do this crap. Why are the, what are you doing? So he was glad that, that none of those idea, uh, ideas came out. And it was like, you know, and he was like, at the end of the day, I was just glad that the movie didn't go anywhere because it was going to be garbage because WB doesn't have a clue what they're doing. And they ended up doing, uh, uh, some of the ideas. And so he went to the, it was, it ended, the video ended and it was really good. Uh, it ended with him saying that he went to the movie theater with a friend and they were and they watched a movie. Uh, they watched Wild Wild West with Will Smith, and then when they started watching the movie, uh, the the ideas that that producer pitched to Kevin Smith about Superman were in the were in Wild Wild West. And when the movie ended, they saw the guy the guy's name as producer. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really really good video. I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. It's really I will good. Check that out. But oh it's and he goes on a rant on on a how WB's producers have no clue what they're doing, and it's it's phenomenal. And this is exactly what's going on here. Um, the producers at WB have no clue what's going on. They have no idea what's going on. And it, it, it's funny because one thing would be that is like, oh guys, we're driving blind. We don't we don't we're gonna figure this thing out, right? But you're not you're not driving blind. You have two other cinematic universes uh in, you know in 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 Marvel and Fox and, and you can and, and you still can't figure it out uh, it's you know? not that hard yeah I mean, and it's almost like without Zack Snyder I almost feel like without Zack Snyder they're they're crazy because as, as whether you like the Zack Snyder films or not Man of Steel was his was his vision Batman yep. vs Superman was his vision yep. Justice League was his vision Wonder Woman was written by him. For the people yep. who don't understand, the story was written by Zack Snyder. Um, so up until this point, also um, Suicide Squad was produced by by uh, him and his wife. Uh, yep. So you know, up until this point, the ideas of, of of the entire universe has been watched by Zack Snyder, whether you like the movies or not. It's almost like without him pulling them out of the picture, they're like, uh, "What's our next movie?" I don't know. You know, and we're after Justice League. It should be very simple. Okay, Aquaman's coming out, and now let's do, uh, you know, uh, 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 maybe a, the Flashpoint, where it's a Justice League movie style film, right? Put everybody in this movie again, make that Justice League two or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like it should it should be very simple. It shouldn't be like, all right, so let's uh let's make a Catwoman movie um, about Catwoman and penguin having a relationship or some some crazy yeah, thing it, exactly it's like it's like the cat woman from the Halle Berry cat woman <laughs> it's, 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 i'm telling you joel is it's 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 you can't 90s, make this stuff up it's 90s and early 2000s dc coming back and i'm i'm done it's like i think i think i'll, I'll probably watch until it's unwatchable and that's it you know yeah and that's then it stop that's and then it stop. don't go on transformers for you <sighs> So let's move right. on to some some a little bit more interesting news. Uh, I think it's actually news that was sad before that's now can make a make you a little bit happy and hopeful. Even though we we knew that this wasn't really much of a we we knew at least most of us should have known like this this wasn't going to stay this way forever. Um, Captain America. I've been talking a lot about the Secret Empire issues that's been going on. Captain America Secret Empire issue nine just came out, uh, and so. They, for those of you that are interested in what's been going on with Captain America saying Hail Hydra, and he's been a Hydra agent, and he's always been, and he, he killed uh, two major uh, uh, Marvel characters. Um, there's been a reveal. It was to be expected, you know, prior to all of this, 
There were people who there was a, a comic book that had said already that um, the cosmic cube was basically somehow without going into in depth was kind of a physical manifestation of the cosmic cube but actually is a living and thinking organism like kind of like a, a female they kind of made it like um, was created from the red skull and the red skull forced the cosmic cube to kind of take memories from um, Captain America um, they are still playing with that now and there's been a large reveal that Captain America is Steve Rogers is not gone he's not dead what happened was the cosmic cube pulled Steve Rogers, the, the, the memories, the life of him, what was last remembered of him, before it was wiped from existence, pulled it, pulled him right into herself. So it's kind of trapped inside the cube, uh, Steve Rogers is. And so now the new memories and stuff that's been planted is this, you know, I've always been a Hydra agent up until a certain point. And so that's why we have... Uh, the hate the Hydra agent Captain America um, character villain who could be at this point one has been argued one of the greatest Marvel villains in the comics as of recently the way they've taken Captain America I think it's it's it went from a place of I don't like what they're doing to okay this is actually kind of really cool like if you think about this I'm not yep. you know it's it, instead of making it fan fiction where it's like outrageous and ridiculous it's a little outrageous in some places but it actually has a real in depth thought process behind the story of this um and so yeah steve is, is captured he actually is they, they showed him like kind of like running around um mindless and he actually has uh, amnesia kind of like so he's kind of stumbling in his words and his thoughts and he's actually begging the cube to let him out to come back and keeps telling, telling him no he can't get out but i believe that captain america will be back because of them just showing that giving us a glimmer of hope and uh, you know it, it leaves the possibility because of his this this mental you know transfiguration being pulled. You know it's possible they'll put maybe Cap in a new body, or maybe they'll kind of do a body swap thing where um, Captain America goes back, Steve Rogers goes back into his actual body that he's in now, but maybe the the Hydra agent moves into another body, so you can still kind of have the evil Cap and the good Cap and actually have them fight each other, which would be so awesome. Um, I, I'm down for what they're doing here in Secret Empire. Yeah, it seems that the writing is truly good. And again, they they really turned uh, the most beloved hero of the uh, Marvel Universe and turned it into a great villain. So uh, great writing. Um, I really like what they're doing. I really like that Hydra armor design that they have. Uh, yeah. That looks, that looks really cool. Yeah, Arnim Zola made it. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah, interesting stuff with Cap, man. Uh, again, Marvel keeping it fresh. You know how that is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? I can't wait for those checks to drop, Joe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can uh, hear it now. Oh, uh, yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> All right, Joe. It's, it's, been, it's, been it's been a crazy episode. Um, before before I go, Joe, I, I have a quick shout-out. So I found this channel on YouTube. Uh, and, um, it's, a uh, it's very interesting stuff that they're doing. It's so, um, basically what, what they're, what they this channel is doing is, uh, taking, uh, movies from, uh, from, you know, different, different movies and adding sound effects from video games that are similar to that movie. So for example, they added like Zelda, Legend of Zelda, NES, um, 
sound effects to the Lord of the Rings and Kung Fu effects to their Karate Kid. Uh, my favorite one was the Mortal Kombat. They added Mortal Kombat sounds to um, Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris, and it was phenomenal. Um, the uh, the uh, the channel's called um, RetroSFX.com. So RetroSFX.com on YouTube. Um, so shout out to that channel. It's really good. Check it out if you if you guys get a chance. Um, and uh, that's what we got. Joel, what, where can everyone find us? Absolutely. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for listening to this very passionate episode of the No Low Time Podcast. Much longer than we would like to normally go, but there was a lot to cover here. And there's a lot of stuff we didn't even cover that we kind of pushed to the side. So definitely listen to our next episode next week. But uh, please make sure to give us a follow and stay connected through social media by following us at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, so go ahead and give us a follow there. You can also send us an email, send any questions, comments. You might have a lot of feedback on our questions on stuff that we talked about today or maybe more clarity on things or whatnot. Uh, you can always feel free to shoot us an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. As well, we want to make sure that you please subscribe to the show. That's the way you'll know the latest episodes are coming out. You know, get directly on your mobile device. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us on Google Play or on iTunes as a subscription. Uh, you can also follow us on SoundCloud as well. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. And as always, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Absolutely. And uh, as always, I'd like to leave you with the song of the show. And uh, this is in honor, in honor of the one, the only, Hideo Kojima, whose birthday is today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is from the original Metal Gear, a red alert. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. See you guys.